Great. Okay. Well, so today we are welcoming Louise Bell, who, Louise, what cohort were you in the fellowship? Cohort 12, the cohort one of the 12. longest due to COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the COVID cohort. <laughs> um, and we're going to hear from Louise about her fellowship experience. So Louise, do you want to introduce yourself first of all? So yeah, so I'm Louise Bell. I'm a nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for many years, about 25 years now. And I work in NHS Lothian in critical care. Grand. And and what brought you to the Scottish Quality and Safety Fellowship? So, um, so I was aware of the fellowship and I was aware of a nurse within NHS Lothian that had completed the fellowship. He was in a senior position at that the point where I became aware that he completed this um, course. It was something that I thought wasn't achievable for me. I'd never given it any consideration, hadn't thought about it at all. Um, I'd completed the NHS Lothian Quality Academy and had that really opened my eyes to QI and had really given me that kind of passion for might be looking at things a bit differently and um, had started taking on some quality improvement projects and it was one of our consultants who was also a fellow um, had said why don't you think about this I was like no way there's no way that this is something that it, that I could achieve but um, with a lot of encouragement and I got more information and so I applied and yeah got got my place. Great. And, you know, we've already said you were the, the, the long COVID cohort, but how was your year or two it became doing the fellowship? So it really was amazing and it really did open my eyes in lots of ways. I suppose it started in 2019 um, from kind of June when you apply and then finding out you have a place and then kind of really picking up pace and starting properly in September. So that was kind of three months pre kind of talk of COVID coming and actually in hindsight you know that was such an amazing um, opportunity for me to get me in a headspace and to really help my leadership capability and getting prepared for the March when when things really did kick off for us and actually it was on a, a fellowship day the day we had our first admission to intensive care in the Royal in Edinburgh so frantically doing SOPs and getting things kind of scaled up quickly so I'd learned a lot which was really really helpful to what was going to be a very difficult year ahead. Yeah, yeah there's never been such a, a rapid change and and sort of multiple QI projects on top of each other during COVID. Absolutely, absolutely. And just those um, contacts I then had, I was able to quickly reach out to people all over Scotland, but further afield as well, you know, to new, we had had somebody in the fellowship in New Zealand and in Scandinavia and um, yeah, all over. So it was, it was really quick instant access to what was happening elsewhere and that was really helpful. Yeah and and most people come to the fellowship with a kind of project in mind. Did, did, your, did yours morph because of Covid? No it didn't actually so it stayed static kind of over the summer before I started it had changed slightly but if I stuck with my project from the beginning to the end and that was about so it was a bigger feel of 
culture and maybe you know that's a that's a massive thing to try and change isn't it but I suppose my project was part of improving the culture within um I suppose I suppose a bigger aim throughout critical care but it was about getting the MDT working a little bit better so my specific project was about um the nurse in charge attendance on ward rounds in critical care and yeah. stuck with that through however you can imagine that so we we gained real traction and had a lot of um success with that and then come March we were working very very differently so definitely there was a hiatus within within that time of um, not being able to attend a ward round and you know being under extreme pressures yeah and yeah we've never has it been so important to improve staff morale and well-being and culture as during yeah. during that time I know totally. when I was working in ICU in Dundee during that time it, it like it was an amazing powerful way that everyone came together you like the the, the doctors and nurses and HPs and and um healthcare assistants all mucking in and doing all the jobs Absolutely. together Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that um and and so coming away from the fellowship and during it like what what have been the key benefits for you so I think it's so I think particularly for me the um communication um and leadership aspects within the the fellowship have been really really valuable to me um I mean there's lots of takeaways it's really hard to pin yeah. down one one thing there is so much within that that I just loved I loved the the concept of um something I really was unaware of before that talk about safety one safety two thinking about real kind of psychological safety for our staff so that has been really important learning for me and something that I'm trying to improve um but really the I think all of it combined has probably improved my confidence in myself, my abilities, and that's probably been the big, the big game changer for me. Yeah, and then you you took on a different role after the fellowship, didn't you? Could you tell us a wee bit about yeah. that? So we weren't quite finished completing the fellowship. I suppose it never ends, doesn't it? It never ends, and you you keep going on forever. But because of COVID, we were delayed slightly in completing. But during that time. Um, obviously, I'd, I'd forged relationships with the team that deliver the, um, the fellowship, and an opportunity came my way to have a secondment to the QI team in NES, um to work within QI and deliver on their um, their programs, um, which was amazing, and it was something that I sure I never would have taken previously or even thought about applying for. But I did and I got that position. So it was an amazing year and that quickly morphed into some QI um, teaching, but also a realistic medicine role within NAS, which was fat, which was amazing and something very, very different to what I'd been doing for the past 20 plus years and yeah. gave me a real insight into, you know, out with NHS Lothian. So kind of broader insight across Scotland and but also the really honed my QI skills as well. So it was it was offered so much to me. Okay. And and have there been any challenges, you know, around putting all your new knowledge into action 
Um, so yes, I suppose you have you have to pick your pick your moments and um, go slow. And you're not going to change the world quickly or change that culture overnight. But um, no, I mean, I think everybody has been really um, keen to hear about what I've been up to. Um, and so that's really useful. I don't think I've come up against huge barriers, not at all. No. So it's all it's all been positive. Yeah. And you, you might have already answered this now, but, you know, how has it changed you personally and and professionally, you've already talked about confidence, but is there anything else? Um, so I think it really makes you look at yourself because a lot within the programme is about the kind of communication styles and understanding yourself and, um, you know, lots of work about, you know, Myers-Briggs and, you know, knowing who you are, what um, what Star Wars character you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was lots within all of it that um, made me really look at myself and I suppose um, made me um, aware of how I lead and what type of leader I am and who I what type of leader I want to be. Um, so it has been hugely helpful in that respect and definitely improved my confidence in my abilities and um things that I would definitely have said no to previously talking on a podcast one of them (laughs) (laughs) and here we are yeah I think because I think a lot of people who maybe look at the fellowship think oh you know it'd be good to get all those QI skills um and and training and understand all the tools and things but um but the theme from talking to a lot of the fellows is that it's so much more about how to actually affect change and understand um understand different people and their motivations and how to to get them on board with change and and that's actually the thing that that is hugely valuable that it feels like we should all be taught that at nursing and medical university completely completely I completely agree with all you've just said there and it's there's no big moment that comes and you think well I know I you know, this was it for the fellowship. There's just so much um, rich information within it that really makes you think about your relationships, your communication style, your leadership skills, the QI, <clears throat> the knowledge, the data. You know, I'll, I'll never be a data expert, but I have skills that I can use and I can um, that have been hugely beneficial to me day to day. And I can talk about p-charts and you know there's things now that I never would have thought I would have that kind of knowledge on Um, but there's really useful small takeaways that are just about how you communicate with your team and how you yeah absolutely you bring change forward and you bring your team along with you and you know a lot of it is about walking in your team's shoes and understanding what are the challenges for them. And I, and I suppose like walking in the shoes of other specialties and people working in all the different parts of the system, isn't it? Because it's yeah. quite unique to get that really um, in-depth uh, contact with people who are working out with ICU and out with secondary care, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ability to easily pick up the phone or go in your WhatsApp group with all your fellows and pose a question and you get a lot of reply. Yeah, it's, it's a real safe space and it's it's an international reach that you would never imagine you could have um, yeah. at your fingertips. So it's it's amazing, yeah. 
and I, and um, I feel really passionately that nurses should have a place at the table there because it's so important. This is an MDT approach um, and so valuable for nurses to to really feel that they could achieve this because it's it's out there for the taking. So they need to put themselves forward for it. Yeah, absolutely. And and quite often I found through some of my own QI work that, that nurses are the ones who are the constant presence you know, on the you know in a clinical area that can really or have the power to really embed the change and and to kind of ripple out these skills and these attitudes and things to to everyone that they work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so um, if I've got a, our final question is, um, is there something that you now believe that if you if you told yourself before the fellowship? Uh, you wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> um, so I suppose it's quite timely that we're talking today because this week I got a new job. So um, I would never have thought if you were talking to me in 2019 that we're sitting here today and I would just have been offered the position of a clinical nurse manager um, in the Royal Infirmary where I started 25 years ago. In fact, I did all my training here. So 1997. 94 actually 1994 um so no I wouldn't have believed that so that feels good yeah amazing congratulations thank you um that'll be exciting so have you got plans already no really it's or... all it's all it's all early days so start start in a few weeks time so yeah so it's exciting yeah oh wow that's brilliant mm. what a good positive note to end on <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally great thanks so much that's okay it's nice to chat to you.